And we're going, so... Oh, wait. Awesome. Um, yeah, we should be all set. Okay. And pulling up Go Downer page just in case. And I... <laughs> okay, there's a country called Godnar. Oh, and nice. somehow I, that came up with Go Danner. Go Dan. Let's try that again. Supposedly, there's a country by uh, the name of, or there's a country in Lord of the Rings by the same name. I wonder if they've got like big boobies and big booby robots there too. And with that in mind, welcome to Animation. I'm your host here, Josh Dunham, and I have an awesome guest with me. Introduce yourself. I am Chris Stanton, host, co-host of Shaft. Or super happy enemy fun time. I was about to ask, you mean that black that black singer? No, or? no. <laughs> so I'm glad glad you're on the show. Uh we should also probably mention this is an ADD network uh, not exclusive uh program. Quality programming. There we go, for the ADD network. So feel free to check them out because I know Shaft is on there, I'm on there. You've got a bunch of talented and gifted podcasters on there who are much better than me so go check them out and if you're there feel free to check me out but i guess if you're listening to the show that kind of is a moot point so let's go right into news before i embarrass myself too much um first piece of news i have and we were just talking about this before the show i described it as rubbing my dick now not me i meant like some other female because I roll that way. Bakemonogatari gets a prequel, uh, and that would be called Kizu Monogatari or Scar Story, whereas Bakemonogatari was Mon's Story or Ghost Story. And I'm really excited for this one because anyone who knows me knows that I was super excited and I super loved Bakemonogatari, even though I still have yet to review on this show. It finished up not too long ago. And uh, have you have you seen Bakemonogatari by any chance, Chris? I haven't seen any of it. You see, it's an amazing series, but what they decided to do is they took 
like the last three or four three episodes i believe and uh streamed them online web exclusives so like if you're the only way you'll find it is fan subs and if you go to find it you'll find it and like they'll be broken up into two three maybe even four segments and quality will be very minimum i didn't care because i was already in there but for people who are looking to watch Bakemonogatari, unless you are super, super, super interested, please wait for a complete Blu-ray rip, because this is going to sound funny, but the show is so good, it needs to be watched in high quality. That's the only way I can, I can tell it, but yeah, you're getting a, a prequel, which is going to be awesome, because it's going to talk about the main character from Bakemonogatari, his younger sisters, they're going to well i guess go around and do the same thing and it's done by shaft the anime studio not this you know guy i have on my show yeah because people have confused it before only once so far though and they wanted you to write something about lolly vampires (laughs) it's like hi i completely spoiled this anime yeah i don't know we were kind of uh Honored, I guess, is a good word to set, use when we got that email. <laughs> uh, I believe that was in episode 24 or 25 of our show. I think it was 25. Okay. I'm not sure. I, I mean, I only watch them. I'll be honest. I watch them once and that's it. So. Oh, I have to watch them multiple times since I edited it and have to make sure everything working fine when it's done so i get pretty sick of them afterwards that's that's how i am with my uh with my editing i know with battle of the coma i have to i have to say i i well especially with like that comedy thing we're working on you know it's like is this really funny guys because i've i've done nothing but stare at this for for 20 minutes the jokes seem kind of lame to me and everyone's like oh yeah it's funny really so yeah, you need a fresh set of eyes. And ears, because sometimes they start to bleed. So do you have a piece of news, Chris? Or um, I did, and I think we may talk about this more on the upcoming episode of Shaft, but it's um, Hugh Laurie, who is the main actor in-house, will be in uh, commercials side-by-side. Um, I'm not sure what... The main guy's name in Blackjack is? That, that is his name, Blackjack. Okay. Um, but they will be starring in commercials together to promote the uh, the release, or I, I can't remember if it's the release or the um, new show or new season that's coming out of House. Um, I'm just trying to read through this really quickly i see people were freaking out on twitter when they first saw that it's like oh my gosh it's house and blackjack and i'm like um you realize all that picture proves is that someone has really good photoshop yeah but um apparently the two of them are going to be facing off in uh these i believe they're going to be shorts as well so it seems interesting that uh you know this is the first collaboration um that Japan has done with an overseas uh, franchise, I guess you could call it. 
Yeah, yeah, with an overseas series or what have you. Yeah, and it says that they will be facing off. So it's, yeah, so um, my money is on Blackjack seeing how, like, Okay, first off, House has a gimpy leg. So if they try to win, you know, whoever tries to go for a triathlon, triathlon, it's going to be Blackjack for the win. Um, as for diagnosing um, diseases or conditions, I don't know. That one, that one might be interesting. Yeah, but the other thing too is, doesn't Blackjack seem to like have like gadgets everywhere with like surgical stuff as well? Well, I don't know so much about... He, he always seems to be carrying some form of surgical equipment, yeah. But I mean, like, I'm not exactly sure if it's gadgets. I only read about two volumes of the manga. Okay. So. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with Blackjack myself either, but um, from what I've seen of Blackjack, it seems like he always carries around a medical kit wherever he goes so he can do surgery whenever he wants to. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, the thing is, like, there was one part where he's throwing scapples. Okay. You know, like, friggin' kunai or whatever. So, I, you know, I don't see House doing that. No, no. So, yeah, I, I would tend to think the healthy doctor would be, you know, the healthy ninja doctor would be kind of better than the gimpy old doctor. I don't know. The other thing, too, that I'm kind of wondering is... uh is he going to be speaking Japanese or is someone going to be dubbing over his voice or are they just going to have subtitles? You know what? There was a, it's funny because that reminds me there's a commercial that Japan had. I don't know why the hell they did this, but they decided to have Leonardo DiCaprio for their commercial. Leonardo DiCaprio does not speak Japanese. So it's a tire commercial and this it treadstone tire or whatever, and it falls out of the sky. And Leonardo, Leonardo catches it in his arms, kind of like his ex male lover, <laughs> and and uh, he he starts speaking, and it's in English, so I understand it, or whatever. And all of a sudden, this like Japanese announcer jumps in out of nowhere and just starts talking over him. And it's like, why did you pay for Leonardo DiCaprio if you're just gonna dub over him? So. I can imagine now. I can see how it's like, well, that only depends if they actually have schizophilioma. And then all of a sudden, the Japanese guy will come, Koi Neko You know, like over house yeah. house. Oh, boy. Uh, I will, I mean, I, I will be checking these out because I'm sure they'll be up on YouTube or they'll be up somewhere. So. It says um, it'll start on uh, August 4th. So we'll look forward to that. That's um, that's not too too far away. No. Let's see. I got a little piece which I find interesting. I'm not sure how you know how much this is going to affect us. I don't think it's going to affect anyone too too much here in the states. But Kodansha, one of the uh, biggest manga publishers in Japan, has been fined fi- uh, five hundred fifty thousand yen. So about um. I think that averages out to $5,500. I'm not sure the exchange rate. Typically, you just slash off two zeros. So, But um, they've been, f- been fined that large sum of money for uh, one manga's use of a real person. And apparently, they did not uh, get proper permission to do so. And what makes it worse is... It's like a fashion model or something. 
I mean, I can't, I'm not quite exactly sure. I didn't get all the details, but what I able was able to gather from it is I'm a fashion model. A manga is using me chance for money, I guess. So they're suing and, um, I don't know the, um, I, I don't know where the case is at, but the name of the manga, if anyone is interested, is Zero Sen. So never read the manga. Don't know. It must see. It must be big in Japan or something because if they can sell, for, well, I guess technically Kodansha would have to pay the fine. But yeah, I'm expecting um, a certain series to be canceled in the next four or five days. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Let's see here. Do you have another piece of news? Yes, I do. Uh, Cowboy Bebop writer has said that anime will die out in a few decades. Oh yes, I see. I, I saw that on ANN, and I was like, um, yeah, this is like Bane Zoom all over again. Yeah, basically, well, it, not necessarily, um... Well, Bane Zoom as in, like, oh, we're gonna die, no! <laughs> die, I believe it's pronounced Die Sato. Um, yeah, Die Sato. Said that he was frustrated with the anime industry, um, and basically, he... It, Reading this and everything, it just seems like he's very just upset and jaded with the uh, the anime industry, saying how um, it's starting to be outsourced and the it, it's the way that the anime studios are kind of running the business as it is. Um, there's no creative force behind any of it, and. Um, just going on and on, but it really just seems like he's just really angry and just venting out his frustrations and everything. It does a little bit, but I think there is some merit to this because, um, one, because we know the problems, the problems are real, they do exist, and he's definitely right about that the problems need to be changed. But the thing everyone is taking away from this, honestly, is not that, oh my goodness, some crazy Japanese man says, you know, it's or I shouldn't say some crazy Japanese man, the writer Cowboy Bebop. So he, you know, crazy Japanese writer is, is crying out, oh, anime is going to die soon. But the thing is, he criticized, and it says here, I'm going to quote from ANN, Sato criticized politicians and other, I'm going to add an S there, others who promoted the image of cool Japan for their own purposes. So, um, oh, end quote. So basically, I think um, I know a lot of people, quite a few podcasters are probably going like, finally, the, the cool Japan thing is being brought down, you know, but um, yeah, I think that's, I think more people are paying attention to the fact that he's saying cool Japan needs to die, which I'm not exactly sure on where I stand with cool Japan, because yes, I think Japan is a cool place. I mean, no, no doubt they got made cafes and hentai booths right on the street. I mean, it's it's my it's my pervert's paradise. But at the same time, I mean, I, I'm sitting here doing an anime podcast, right? Of course, I like Japan. But this the same thing is like every country has their own little way of getting tourists. I think Japan's cool. Japan is just doing that. The problem is, cool Japan has kind of gone a little too far. And I mean, it, it's one thing to grab money; it's another thing to blatantly lie. It's another thing to do both. The other thing, too, that I kind of found interesting was that he was saying that 
that the studios are outsourcing the uh, in-betweeners. Oh, yeah, I hate that. Which I kind of found interesting because the Japanese studios hardly pay the the in-betweeners at the Japanese studio hardly anything, so what's the point of outsourcing it? I mean, are it, they? is it even cheaper for them to outsource it than it is to like pay the in-betweeners next to nothing? That's a good point. You know, the, I, that, that, that's intrigued me. I gotta, I'm gonna have to look at that, look at that some more. Yeah, because when I saw that, I was kind of surprised that these Japanese, uh, or these anime studios are starting to outsource in-betweeners. So. Well, the thing that gets me is like, okay, I'm gonna sound totally prejudiced here, but the thing that gets me is like, they're sending it to North Korea. Um, weren't these guys trying to blow you up, like, just several weeks ago or threatening yeah but and you don't see us saying like okay here here's the latest episode of hannah montana do the in-betweening you know well of course because it doesn't need in-betweening but i mean it's like i don't feel safe watching anime anymore because if they're gonna like send split second subliminal messages of like the north korean flag and me to kill my parents or something in between watching the show North Korea for the win. Kim Jong Il is not Doctor Evil. Yeah. Uh, all I can think about when I think about Kim Jong Il is the uh, the Team America uh, song that he sang. Team, team I don't know team, if you ever. Sorry, say that last part again. Team America. Um, it's the movie that uh, um, the creators of South Park had made and it's all like oh you're talking the movie yeah the movie okay i thought you said a song or something like song team america um yeah because kim jong-il has a a solo in the movie so i like oh okay (laughs) i I never saw the movie i was like uh puppets not my thing yeah he starts singing uh the i'm so lonely song oh by uh akon or whatever i think yeah I don't know. It's just hilarious, though. I'm so lonely with nuclear missiles back at my home. So lonely. I think I just lost a viewer. <laughs> I got I got another a, a piece right here that's kind of kind of the opposite of um, Kim Jong Il, and that would be. The Supercell, the Supercell anime, Black Rock Shooter, which I have, I have not gotten around to. See, I went to go watch it, but I found out uh, when I like I searched and searched for a spot to watch this, and um, all I could find was the music video for Black Rock Shooter, which I kind of like that song now. But anyway, uh, uh, the piece of news is that I'm, uh, I like Linkin Park. I, I grew up with it as a kid. It's nostalgic, even though they're... I mean, I'll admit their new stuff is like, eh. Their old stuff is still, eh. But, it, you know, I grew up with it, so I stick with it. You know, you know, like, hey, when you were smoking crack at 5, you didn't realize it was a bad thing. Now you're smoking crack at 25, and you still now you know it's a bad thing, but you can't give it up because it's nostalgic. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, so anyway, Joseph, uh, Joseph Hahn from Linkin Park, the, the DJ, has um, apparently remixed the Black... Because Black Rock Shooter is a song by Supercell. 
And I think Hatsune Miku is the one who sings it. I'm not quite sure on that one. Um, but anyway, Joseph Hahn remixed it and sang it himself. And is supposed to make like a, I guess, an appearance or like a little cameo in the anime. Yeah, uh, of course, the that remix of the song is going to be for extras only. So you'll have to wait till the DVD comes out. Uh, and the DVD is supposed to come out with the September issue of Hobby Japan magazine. Okay. Now, I know nothing of that series yet. I see it everywhere. Well, the Supercell um, is almost like... I don't... Uh, you know, actually, I don't want to finish that sentence because I'm not quite sure exactly how popular it is. It's it's pretty popular because it's one lollies, two J-pop, and three anime. So it's kind of like it's got all the pedophiles in one spot. Um, so, I mean, it kind of has a solid little fan base. And, I mean, I'll be honest, I like uh, quite a bit of the Supercell music. So, I, I mean, I want to watch this. This is... I was interested in seeing Black Rock Shooter from the very beginning. However, most of the pictures have kind of got me like, uh, because she's in like a, a tight leather miniskirt with this giant belt. Of course, Japan and their belts and, and, and their hats. And then she's like wearing this bikini or something, which she looks like she has a man chest, which I don't know. You know, uh, I hate that. I hate it when they do that sort of thing. It's like, I'm not into lollies. My penis is more than one inch big. Please treat me like it is. So just because it's two inches doesn't mean I'll, I'll prefer a lolly that's slightly flat, you know, boobed or what. I don't know. Just please stop, Japan. Just stop. Uh, anyway, I remember um, reading something. I'm looking for the article now so I can get... Mm, Ac- accurate uh actually i should ask you did you pick another article out before i i go on or no i mean i'm pretty much done <laughs> well i got one that's like what and um yeah a new maid a new maid cafe opened in richmond bc bc meaning british columbia yeah they helped across the pond with their French maid outfits, Ugh. so they can make you an amber girl, or do other dirty things. I don't know. All I know is that somewhere in British Columbia, um, there's a cafe called the Magnetic Cafe, and I don't know exactly what is magnetic. All I know is that opposites attract. Yep. Good times. And there was like another little piece of news uh, where the Evangelion statue, you can see it from one of the trains or something. I don't quite remember. Or maybe it was finished. I don't remember. The uh, life-size bust. Yes, the bust. Um. But yeah, it, it's supposed to be finished sometime soon. And I hope that one stays up. I hope they don't do the Gundam thing where they keep moving the damn thing around. Yeah. Because I will literally, like, I'll be an adult, I'm already an adult man, but I mean, I'll be the biggest guy there in a tight leather outfit. Yeah, just imagine that. Big American in Japan with a tight leather outfit. Mmm, for the win. I'll be there in my plug suit and screaming on the ground, 
I mustn't run away! I mustn't run away! And everyone in Japan's gonna be like, holy shit, it's Shinji Ikari! Never mind, he's like twice his size! I'm just gonna do that. As soon as I get there, that's the first thing I'm gonna do. Yeah. Or maybe I'll I'll climb into the 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 uh entry plug and be like, damn, it smells like blood in here, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Good times. Go ever go. So that's all the news I think we've got. I think that's all the news you guys care to listen to anyway, so <laughs> Why don't we go on to our review? Have you heard about Super Happy Anime Fun Time? What's that? The anime podcast with the objective fans' point of view on anime news and releases and reviews of anime. Wow, where can I find that? You can find it at animeshaft.com. Otaku USA Magazine proudly presents a new podcast. Fresh in Calibre, soaked in 31 different flavors of wind. Wow, raspberry wind! And fired from a maser cannon of pure love. I can feel This podcast will seek to deliver to you what many of its valiant readers have asked of us many times before. Bearing that in mind, what does this show actually contain, you ask? Why, the news, of course. But much, much better. <clears throat> Let me explain. Friday Ace, the podcast edition, is your chance to catch up on all the happenings in Japanese pop culture from this past week, including news recaps, music rankings, and all those interesting tidbits you would have known about had you not given into that burning urge to have a life. Download new episodes every Friday exclusively from otakuusamagazine.com. So, what, uh, do you want to go first, Chris, for your review, or? Uh, yeah, I can go first. Alright, so, what what are you gracing us with? Uh, Air, the TV series. Oh, because I was about to say, I got plenty of air right here. Yeah. Well, there's wah, that. Wah, wah. There's that, the TV series, and the movie, so. Got a lot to choose from. <laughs> but basically, uh, it, if people have seen shaft i think specifically episode 25 you'll know that we already talked about this but we didn't talk about the entire series um as you probably know it was based off an h game that was then turned into a dating sim that was then ported to (laughs) other stuff so um well wait wait just just a second i gotta interrupt you okay it's an h game Okay, so basically, you're just going to fuck him. Then it became a dating sim, so now you're increasing the work. Now it's yep. a PS2 game. Now you're increasing the work even more. So now, okay, I see an H game. Okay, so nothing but, you know, playing around with yourself while you're, play- you're watching the game or playing the game. Now it's, and then it's a dating sim. So now you got to use one hand because you got to click. Now it's a yep. PS2 game. you got to use two hands for that damn pad. Now it's yep. an anime. So it's like easy, hard, harder, super easy. Yes. What the hell? There's there's not much in the anime series though to really 
excite you unless you're easily excitable. Um, but basically it follows these people that I can't remember their names, um, off the top of my head. Uh, but the main character, the main guy, or really the only guy in the series, uh, is a traveling entertainer, I guess. <laughs> a traveling entertainer and a talking. <laughs> he brings this little puppet around that he magically controls to entertain the crowds. And Does the puppet vibrate? No. It just dances <laughs> and does stupid things. So, so anyway, he stops in this town because they're having their um their summer festival or something within a week. So um he meets these really um stupid girls. Of course they're stupid girls. I got there's a quote right here on Wikipedia, okay? <clears throat> One uh, end quote. One of the goals of the original version's gameplay is for the player to enable viewing of hentai scenes depicting the protagonist and one of the three heroines having sexual intercourse. Yeah, so... Basically, um... I'm, I'm just gonna do a really quick review because it's, uh... There's really not much substance to it. Air doesn't have much substance? What?! <laughs> Basically, it, it's it, it's kind of broken up into three different parts. Uh, first part revolves around this one girl who's kind of been somewhat possessed by a spirit, I guess. And that's hot. Yeah, and <laughs> well, no, she's gotten this like curse or something on her because she touched a feather. So, sure. <laughs> uh huh. There's there's that going on, and what ends up happening is um. Her older sister, younger sister, something um, possesses her every once in a while. She must be the hardest girl in the game to have sex with. (laughs) So she's done with within like the first three episodes or two episodes, actually, I think. Um, And then it moves on to this other girl and um, the issues that she's having with her mother where um, her older oldest daughter died so she thinks that her youngest daughter is that daughter and then she goes through a psychotic meltdown and completely forgets that she had any children Um, making her very easy the easiest one to have sex with in the game so with her her daughter that's still alive created um a sister-like person I guess you could say, and and these are major spoilers, so if you don't want to get spoiled, don't listen to the review. So he's telling you all the substance that is in the series? (laughs) So, um, basically because, um, this, the lady's daughter is having these issues with her mother, she created, um, her older sister, because she, I guess she wished for it or something. So. That happens, and then you come to find out that she was made up from her mind and that she has to go back into the sky. So that's over with, and then it's back to the main, um, I don't know if you want to call her heroine or not, but the main female lead, who you can see on the DVD cover and everything. So she's the canon girl. Yeah, she's... uh increasingly getting more and more sick as time goes on and it's you come to find out that um she is the 
somewhat reincarnation of the girl in the sky with the wings. And I'm not even going to get into that because that's such a long backstory there to get into, which they take um, their sweet time explaining two and a half episodes, I think, to explain that whole backstory. And give you the quick rundown is basically way back when um, there were these um, people they called winged people, which were people that had wings and could fly. (laughs) Um, So the humans didn't like them. So they ended up pretty much like killing almost all of them off. And the only last survivor had a daughter and they took the daughter and hid her away in these shrines and they moved her around and everything. And um, stuff happens and she ends up getting shot multiple times with arrows as she's trying to fly away. And uh, and then she's stuck in the sky because she thinks all her friends are dead and she's really miserable now and all this stuff. So. Is she about as miserable as um, you are watching the series? or Almost. <laughs> But then it turns out that, you know, the the main female lead in this, she's like the reincarnation of this and shares like the same memories and whatnot of this girl in the sky with the wings. And uh, she finally comes to the realization that she is that person. And she, uh, I don't know if she dies or just ends up disappearing at the end. That's the one thing that was kind of confusing. But uh, that's basically the gist of it. Um, her mother, who is really her aunt, becomes her mother and is sad that now that she's acting like a mother to her niece, her niece dies slash disappears. And now she has to face her miserable alcoholic life again by herself. And um, that's basically it. Huh. Now, the movie, on the other hand, is a completely different story that I'm not going to get started on. <laughs> okay i'm just like reading over the um the article for wikipedia of uh gameplay and i'm just like whoever wrote this has a really good sense of humor and that's the <laughs> only way i can say it it's like one of the goals of the original version's gameplay is for the player to enable the viewing of adult scenes depicting yukito which is our main character and one of the three heroines having sexual intercourse yeah you you already said that later key this is a key game by the way released an edition of air without the erotic content what the fuck okay 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 you ready i'm gonna pitch this idea god of war you ready remember that super violent super oh man god of war 3 freaking awesome right we're gonna re-release it but uh no fighting yes no violence would you fucking buy that? Who fucking buys air without... I know, they kind of went in reverse because usually you'd want like the dating sim first and then move on to the H uh, version of it. Exactly. That'd be like saying the first date with your girlfriend, you did nothing but solid hardcore fucking. And then it's yeah. like second date, she don't want nothing to do with you. Well, actually, that makes kind of sense because if you were kind of poor in bed, you know. But, um... No, it'd be like she only wants to hold your hand after and be like, the hell? What? What? Why would I spend? I just, I'm sorry. Why would I spend more money for a product that has nothing I want in it? Well, the the one thing I will say about the anime is uh, 
it's good because you can see the anime studio putting in some of the aspects where you're you're just sitting there and you're thinking it's like oh so that's the point in the H game where they get it on. <laughs> <laughs> but I I will say that I'm sure this uh, the anime has quite its share of fans and I can somewhat see the appeal, but I have a. F- feeling that uh clanad which is also another anime series based off of a h game and dating sim and whatnot um i i kind of have a feeling that clanad will probably have a better story um but to compare the two air the animation and everything was executed much better clanad on the other hand um I think the story is much better, but the animation wasn't executed as well. And that's it for me. I, oh my goodness. I love this Wikipedia article. Okay. You ready? <sighs> Quote, Air's gameplay requires little interaction from the player as most of the game's duration is spent reading the text that appears on the game screen, which represents either dialogue between various characters or the inner thoughts of the protagonist. Wow. So, okay. Ready? Let's put it all together now. So, most of the time, you're sitting there just reading shit. You don't need to do nothing. So, you're sitting there, your pants flopped open, you know, you're waiting for something to happen. And then, the second version of the game takes out all the erotic content. So, basically, the second version of the game (laughs) is a movie that they didn't bother to animate. <laughs> oh nice. Oh wow. Oh wow. That's, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. I'm I'm never gonna watch this show. And uh thank you for reviewing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I I actually bought this on Right Stuff and it was during this like ridiculously I think it was like forty five percent off sale or something. So I got the save version of Air and the movie. And I think I paid a total of $25 for the whole thing, so. Or maybe actually even less. Well, at least you didn't pay. 15 I think, actually. So. Oh, okay, 15 See, I'm not going to judge you for what you bought. I'm just saying, like, me, hentai game, like, to me that screams, Josh, go spend your money on candy instead or something. Yeah. <laughs> well, the only reason why I really bought this, too, was because, um... A lot of people that listen to the show, and from what I've read, people were just raving about this. So uh, I figured I got to check this out myself as well. So that I did. (laughs) Wow. Man. Okay. Yeah. So I'm going to review Go Danner. Something that's actually good. Shinkon Gatai Go Danner. And, um,. I love this show. For I, I, you know, I was talk. I talked to people when I was watching this. I'm like, yeah, I'm watching Go Dinner, and I got either two reactions. Why the hell are you watching that show? And the second was, why the hell have you already not seen that show? Yeah. It's like totally opposite spectrums. Some people totally hate it. Some people said, oh wow, it's an amazing show. I personally love it. Yeah, I think the reason why some people hate it is because it's not your normal average mech series at all. I'd go as far to say it's not like t- 
typically there are we have aspects to an anime, right? If you want to, if if you want something that's beyond two dimensional, you have multiple aspects. Like Gundam, you have the character drama, so like Amuro getting slapped around by an older man. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, f- I phrased that on purpose that way. <laughs> um, then you have like war is wrong and evil, and then you have Mecha. Now it may not necessarily be in that order at all times, but you know. It, it it's generally layered like that. Godanner, you know, the layer is like character drama, sexual reference. Oh yeah, robots. Well, that and the other thing too is the main character, who is like what thirty, yeah, is married to a sixteen-year-old high school student. He's got fiery bird and passion, man. Yeah, so he's not a pedophile. I could see some people having issues with that, but um. I I I I'll be honest. I was like, "Whoa!" But the thing is, I'm not gonna justify it. I'm just gonna say, uh, you know, it's anime. I had a hard enough time identifying the character's age if they hadn't said, "Oh, I'm 32." Yeah, really, because you look like you're 12 years old. I know. It, it was the Barack Obama effect. You know, you look at him. He's like, "Really? Are you old enough to be old president?" You know. So. Yeah. Oh my! Oh my gosh! Oh, I gotta! I gotta shoot myself in the forehead. Okay. Um. This is done by Studio AIC. I hate AIC. Ah, uh, yes. Well, I hate recent AIC because they did do like Megazone 23 and Bubblegum Crisis and now and then here and there. Um, so I guess it's okay because this did come out in 2003, 2004-ish, you know, right as the turnings. And I only hate the recent stuff. So this is okay. This is good AIC because pretty soon what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be going through all the the like the last... I don't know, two, three, maybe as far back as I feel is necessary. At least one year, at least two years, actually, of all the AIC shows, because they suck ass. Yeah, they ba- like you know how when you look at the season, the new season lineup, and and you say, okay, that's uh, we got three pedophile shows. One looks to be Moe, one looks to be Lolly, the other one looks to be well, I suppose it's not pedophile because she's sixteen. It's just you know kind of creepy. Those are the AIC shows. So, I hate AIC. But anyway, going back to Godanner, a good AIC show. Um, it, it's really a character it, character drama romance. Something it, like a... I don't want to say romantic comedy because that kind of says, oh, the characters must fall in love. Yeah. Whereas um, these characters are, it, you know, trying to work out their marriage. Of course, one being twice the age of the other kind of poses a problem. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those things, you know, trying to work that out. But it's all disguised in the form of a mecha show. And it kind of pays a little bit of homage to the older um, mech shows where, like, okay, you got to combine, right? And when you combine, Godanner does it in a way that is so over the top and, like, here, sexual reference right in your face. (laughs) That I, I couldn't help but laughing. And I can see how a lot of people would hate that because... It's like, yes, penis goes in vagina. We understand. Yeah. You know, I guess you could say this anime is like, I don't know, anti-homosexual or something, because there are so many boobies in here. (laughs) It's like, penis in vagina! And that's it. You know? And it's, well, yeah, and there's Yuri. So I suppose it's not anti-homosexual. It's just anti-sausage fest. So, which is good. Which is good, but... I suppose maybe I should explain how the show starts. 
instead of yeah why don't we do that um in the beginning we have our main character go who is at the, at the beginning of the series 29 and of course he marries our second main character anna who's actually 17 my excuse you know i thought she was 16 too but she's 17 she's a high school student blah blah, blah while go is the already famed pilot of the mecha godanner and um how do I, how, it starts off in a flashback i don't want to reveal everything but it starts off in a flashback stuff goes on blah 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 and then it cuts forward so you already find out that go is kind of a little bit of a broken character he stopped piloting the godanner he's you know kind of doing nothing while these mimetic beasts or basically aliens or something have come down to earth and are wreaking havoc and yeah they're killing them off well you have other uh, members of this team that go belongs to one being the delicious uh, excuse me shizuru and uh she's probably my favorite character because she's got the biggest junk in the trunk um Oh god, that was awesome. It's like, she tries to sneak. There's one part of the show where the main character's mech goes wild, for reasons I won't tell you, because that's kind of spoilers. Um, but she tries to slip in a back door, and she can't, because her like ass is so fat. <laughs> and of course, she's like wearing a fucking thong, so you see all the, like, the, the booty. And it's hanging out there, and she's like trying to shove it past the door, and it, of course it finally fits, because, well, you can't snag the story on someone's ass being too big. This isn't Nutty Professor Two, or or one, or or both, so, or any of the Eddie Murphy movies, <laughs> or any or any Eddie Murphy movie, um, but yeah, um, and yeah, I love Shizuru, but she's basically take she's the one who's primarily in charge, while Go is off moping around, until finally this gigantic beast comes out of the the giant momentic beast comes out of nowhere and they can't and she literally cannot deal with it it destroys her exo armor yes her mech was inside of a mech that's how cool the show is yeah you have to have a fucking mech to have a fucking mech and finally uh anna goes out and she ends up getting caught in it too and goes like shit no way my my future wife she can't because they they haven't quite married at the beginning of the show and so he jumps in to save her and he pilots the Godanner, and Anna ends up finding another mech, which has been buried and forgotten and all that crap, which is um, the Neo-Oxer, uh, yes, the Neo-Oxer, because later there's the Go-Oxer, but the Neo-Oxer. And of course, they need to combine, as I mentioned, to beat the monster. And penis and vagina, that's the only way I can describe that, that combine and as soon as they combine it becomes one of the most badass mechs ever the the godanner changes colors from blue to red and his hair is freaking fire yeah it's like this one thing when you're watching Gurren Lagann and you're like yeah Kamina he's so like beefed up and Simone he's beefed up too they're freaking hot-blooded man they're men and then you know the fiery spirit sort of thing but like godanner you see the fiery spirit because it's literally fire coming out of its head. <laughs> and it walks up and it punches the um, mimetic beast and does something called the heartbreaker. 
And basically what it is, is around the, the fist of the Godaner is this ginormous cylinder. And inside of it has little rounds of something. I don't remember what it was. I don't think they ever told you, did they? Not that I can remember. But basically what it does is it shoots one of these rounds, whatever they are, into the mimetic beast and turns the damn thing to stone. Cool enough, right? Well, now they have to do like the most badass Bruce Lee karate kick and shit, like shatter right through the thing. They jump up and like, ha, boom, and they crash right through it and the thing breaks into a million pieces. And that's just the beginning of the show. That's like the first episode. So, uh, minus the ass stuck in door. Yeah, because that's later on, right? Yeah, I believe that's in like the uh, late first season. It's a 26 episode series, by the way, 13 seasons a peach. Uh, a piece? A peach. <laughs> you want a peach with that? Uh, a piece. Sorry. And, um,. Like some people said, uh, even those who like the show, they said that the second season kind of went to shit. And I can see why people said that. I disagree because one, I never took the show seriously. I was like, you can't. I mean, if you're taking a 17 year old and a 26 year old and saying they're husband and wife and putting them in the same apartment as Go's younger brother, um, what's his name? Shinobu. That's what it was. I just looked up Shinobu. He's living, you got, I mean, okay, okay. Picture this as just a typical romance anime, okay? My, take away all the mechs and mimetic beasts and all that shit. You got old man, or not old man, but I mean an older gentleman married to a teenager. And then there, his, that man's younger brother is living with him. He's basic. he's Anna's age. And of course, he likes Anna because he's in the same class. And there's all so many situations where it's like, here, let me jump on the motorcycle with you. And like her boobies press up against him or something, you know, because I don't know. They want to make it interesting. Or he's holding on to her while she's driving the motorcycle, which, by the way, ladies, is hot. If you can ride a motorcycle, that's hot. If you can ride it backwards, that's hot. Just saying. Just saying. Um, Yeah. So they're living together. That causes problems. And then, of course, they get a um, a young little girl, basically your lolly, who is um, Lu Lo, or what I think was her, her name or something. Lulu is what they called her. And she is orphaned because her father was working on, like, some satellite somewhere, got killed by the mimetic beast. So she goes, like, totally apeshit. She goes Batman on them. My parents are dead. I will kill the mimetic beasts. I am vengeance. I am the knight. I am a lolly. So, yeah. And, the, I mean, and they're all living under the same roof. So things get real crazy because she's always on edge. She's always pissy because she's like 12 years old. Okay? I don't need to say anymore. 12-year-old girl, she's always pissy. Makes sense. And, of course, Anna and Go have problems because, oh... Um, what's her face? The, um, uh, uh, I want to say Myrie or something, um, the blonde haired girl. Oh, Mira, Mira. Okay, there you go. Mira, um, comes along and she was Go's old girlfriend 
who piloted the the Neo Oaxer before Anna did. So of course they would combine, which again, penis in vagina. So Anna gets kind of I, I should explain. At first when they when they find Mira, um Go knows who she is. Everyone knows who she is except for Anna. And Mira has lost her memories, basically like a two-year-old stuck in an adult woman's body. And there's no way that could get into any provocative situations, right? No. No, not at all. It's, it's not like she doesn't know how to wear clothes or to not show her titties or to not demand people's penises. She doesn't know that stuff. <laughs> so, and then when she finds out that, and finally Mira gets her memory back, Anna finds out, it, things get rough because, I mean, it wasn't like Go and Mira uh, broke up or anything. Mira was supposedly dead. So their love kind of just cut short. There's no real end to it. So Go still has feelings for her. And like I said, this is really just a romance story with mechs thrown in. I mean, I'm not even getting to the other characters where you got like a Russian dominatrix and lesbian Americans, which I found interesting. It's like how uh the series represented like the other countries i think japan is accurately re- represented old man marrying girl young girl and and then you go to russia where it's a dominatrix over you know with this dude and he's like yes my yes my mistress i shall wear whatever painful bondage you would have me wear <laughs> and then of course um the the british twins are so clearly incest it's not even funny it's like Brother, we must do this. And he's like, I only like women. <laughs> and it's like, okay, we can see that your head is not quite working. And he's always trying to get with everybody. But of course, the, you know, his sister is like, but brother, protect me. And he's like, I'll protect you with my penis. What? It doesn't make sense. But neither does the rest of the show. Uh, as I mentioned, Americans are lesbian. Yeah, I'm not going to touch that one. I'm surprised we weren't some, like, I don't know, like, Arnold Schwarzenegger or Rocky ripoff or something. Like, we're going to kill everybody because we don't understand them or something. <laughs> but, and then, of course, you got the Chinese. You got this big dude and this little girl. Well, not she's not a little girl. She's a tiny woman, I guess, whatever. And that's probably the most sane relationship in this whole series so but uh later in the series the final the, the part that got me that i loved is that there's something in the air that kills everybody particularly mecha pilots as i mentioned everybody who's got hot-blooded fucking spirit um you get hot-blooded enough you turn into a mimetic beast so like, think of Majinger Z, Getter Robo, Gurren Lagann, any hot-blooded mech series you can think of. Now, take that guy who's going hot-blooded and say, you can't do that or else you die. It's, it's quite interesting because that's how the, that's how advanced machinery runs, folks. The angrier you get, the better it works. So. You know, the series goes on, and it, they have to deal with that. So they deal with the relationship problems, but then it kind of goes like, here, you can't go hot-blooded no more. 
So only women can pilot because they don't have testosterone. Their boobies stop them from getting angry, I guess. And, uh, yeah, they do some combining, more penis and vagina, and the series is great. I loved it. Yeah, and um, I will say, too, that the packaging on the box art, the on the box set 